BGFF. I'm Lauren, the host of the Good Gluten-Free Grub podcast. Living with celiac disease has required constant adapting, and I am here to share how I live and love my gluten-free life and how you can too. I'm excited to be your new gluten-free friend. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Welcome back, my gluten-free friends. It has been a minute. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season, a great New Year's. Um, I am recording this on January 2nd, so it's the new year. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about all the things that I'm going to be discussing on the podcast this year. This is season two. Um, I wanted to take a break for the holidays because I needed to for my mental health. Um, And so I didn't record anything or make plans to discuss like my holidays um, just because I needed to take a break. I needed, I had a lot of other things going on. So I hope you can understand that um, I'm more than happy to discuss with anyone if they need help specifically or want to talk to somebody about how to navigate social settings or anything like that because I did multiple over the holidays, as did you, I'm sure. Um, And it's exhausting and it's emotionally draining and um, it's hard. So I would be more than happy to chat with you in my DMs on Instagram or TikTok. Um, I'm here for you. So I am starting off this new year with a new season, the Good Gluten-Free Grub podcast season two. And today I want to talk about dermatitis herpetiformis. Um, I asked on my Instagram stories a couple of days ago if any of you who had dermatitis herpetiformis, from this point on, I'm going to be referring it to as DH, um, if you had it, if you could send me pictures. And I actually had lots of people send me pictures. So with the post that I'm making about this podcast episode, I am going to be including pictures. So if you're listening to this and you haven't gone to see the Instagram post, um, head over to Instagram at goodglutenfreegrub. Um, if you're curious to see what dermatitis herpetiformis or DH looks like. So um, I have dermatitis herpetiformis and I was suffering um, from symptoms of DH for probably a year to two leading up to my diagnosis. I didn't know that I had celiac disease yet, um, but I was insanely uncomfortable on my forearms, on my fingers, and on my shins. Now, I want to talk about what DH is first. Um, So those of you who have gluten sensitivity or do have celiac disease, you know what it is. Um, Dermatitis herpetiformis is like a chronic itchy rash um, that's linked to gluten sensitivity. So it's associated with celiac disease. Usually you have to have a gluten sensitivity or celiac disease to develop um, DH and it does need to be diagnosed by a dermatologist or like your GI might be familiar with DH and so they can diagnose it with for you then. But um, I was diagnosed by a dermatologist Um, The treatment for DH is a strict gluten-free diet. Sometimes um, you can use like a topical steroid, but topical steroids are not meant to be used on a daily basis. Um, They are meant to be like a short-term solution. They're not meant to be a long-term or lifelong um, ointment that you put on your skin. So let me go back to what my experience was like with DH. So you guys know I was diagnosed in 2016. So I'm coming up on my eighth year of my celiac diagnosis, but two years, maybe one year before my diagnosis. um, So 
I am also a massage therapist by trade. Uh, And I was practicing massage for about a year and a half before my diagnosis. And I was just breaking out in itchy, (laughs) bloody rashes on my arms. Okay. And because I'm a massage therapist, I use my forearms and my hands and I'm constantly in contact with other people's body and with lotions and oils, essential oils, Um, you know, other, just other bacteria. Like I'm just always exposed to that because I'm touching other people. So for like a year before my diagnosis, I was like, well, this is probably just because I'm working as a massage therapist. Like the rash that was at my forearms was so bad that I would itch until I would bleed and it would keep me up at night. My sheets were always covered in blood from the rash. Um, and I remember once at church, I was wearing a white dress and I was itching so bad and I my dress got all bloody. Like, I'm not joking you. It was so bad. Um, and in some places, it was like really dry, flaky rash. In other places, it was like teeny, teeny, tiny blisters all over my arms and my in between my fingers, which honestly was the worst part, like in between my fingers, like little teeny, tiny blistery bumps that would itch until they would open up and bleed. Um... And at the time I had celiac, but I didn't know, right? I hadn't had my diagnosis yet, but I was dealing with skin problems as my one of my main symptoms that I was living with that and headaches, a daily headache, daily migraine, medicating for a migraine almost every single day of the week, probably five days of the seven every week. Um, and I was like hydrocortisone, not hydrocortisone. Is that what it's called? Cortisone, some sort of cortisone cream aquaphor I was having to lather myself up because I had to go to work the next day and touch more bodies and and work with oils and it was really painful and really difficult um fast forward to my celiac diagnosis um shortly after going gluten-free my headaches like almost completely disappeared um I would get them occasionally um maybe a flare-up or maybe PMSing I would get a headache um, and my skin did start getting better. Um, but probably within that first year of diagnosis, I was still having skin flare ups a lot. And now I can look back and I can see that it was because I was eating things out of the same shared fryer and pizza cooked on the same flat top and cross contamination central. Like I didn't know anything about cross contamination. So I was eating anything. If somebody told me it was gluten free, I would eat it. I trusted whoever. I was constantly getting gluten, constantly getting cross contamination for that first year. Um, So the skin problems didn't really go away. So after about a year, I went to a dermatologist and I just said, listen, I have this rash. I can't handle it. Like it is so painful. I barely, I can't barely even work anymore. Like it's causing problems with my job. Um, and my dermatologist, he didn't know that I had celiac disease. This was my like first appointment with him. And, um, he said, Hey, I've got some, um, what are they called? like an intern. They were interning rotation in dermatology. So they were in med school and they were like interning at this dermatologist's office. And he said, I think I know what you have, but I want these interns to come in, um, these residents to come in and I want them to see if they can figure it out. Um, So they came in and they started asking me questions. How long has it been going on? What I've been using? When does it flare up, et cetera, et cetera. And um, then one of them said to me, um, is there any chance you have been diagnosed with celiac disease? And I said, yes, I have celiac disease. And he said, oh, this is celiac related. He said, this is dermatitis herpetiformis. It's like you have to be eating a gluten-free diet. And I'm like, I am eating a gluten-free diet. (laughs) Um, 
And that was at that time, again, I didn't know anything about cross contact. And so I was like, well, I am eating a gluten-free diet. So then they were like, okay, well, you're going to need like a topical steroid and maybe some, um, what are they called? Immunotherapy injections. So I started getting injections in my hip to help with this because it was out of control. It was spreading all over my legs, my calves, my shins, um, even like my lips. And if you guys have, those of you who have DH, or maybe you don't know that you have DH and you're still dealing with symptoms, there could be cross contamination happening in places that you don't know of. And that was what happened for me. So um, after this, I went to my GI doctor and I said, listen, I was told that I have this skin condition that's related to my celiac disease, but I've been eating a gluten-free diet and I like don't know what else I need to be doing to make sure I can get the skin issue to go away. And he was like, well, let's try the low FODMAP diet. Um, not once did he say anything about like, oh, are you avoiding cross-contamination? Are you making sure that you're, you know, because doctors don't know, (laughs) doctors don't know about, you know, where cross-contamination happens or they can't give you tips on like, that unless they live with celiac themselves like that's one of my most frustrating things with working with the GI I don't anymore and I haven't for years because I have had negative after negative experiences um but he said let's do the low FODMAP diet so I did the low FODMAP diet um and then when I reintroduced um soy, I figured out that I was having this severe, I had a severe soy intolerance, um, which I still adhere to a strict soy-free diet as well. Um, But um, I reintroduced oats. Um, But you know, I was eating oats out of a shared bin that weren't dedicated or certified gluten-free. I was just eating like, you know, bulk bin oats. So they were just plain rolled oats. And as soon as I ate those after like the 10 days of doing the low FODMAP diet or whatever, and I reintroduced oats, it was like headache, skin rash, all of these things. So I come to find out that it was because I was eating oatmeal literally every day. I was eating oatmeal every day for breakfast. So learned that. And then because I had cut out all of these things from my diet for like, I don't know, 10 days to two weeks or something, it was then that I started noticing how severe the cross-contamination things were causing my flare-ups. So this took me, I don't know, a year, a year and a half to figure out. And this is one of the reasons why I freaking do coaching calls because nobody learns these things in the beginning. And it took me a year and a half of trial and error and hundreds and hundreds of dollars spending at doctor's offices, co-pays, prescription meds, taking an immuno um, and like an immunotherapy drug in my hip. I took that for four months. Um, just like I just wasted all my money on things, these things when I could have just been told like you can't eat anything that's been cross-contaminated because small amounts of cross-contamination every single day is going to continue to damage your villi. And this is what I people need to know. And their doctors can't tell them this. Their dietitian can't tell them this unless their dietitian lives with celiac disease themselves or specializes in celiac disease, right? Like it's just really frustrating. And I know how frustrating it is. Obviously you're hearing my story of me having had gone through a year to a year and a half of just still dealing with chronic issues with my celiac disease related to my celiac disease because no one educated me um, and I had to figure it out all myself. So if you are having skin problems and you have celiac disease, chances are you have DH and you need to see a dermatologist. Let your dermatologist know I have celiac disease and I want to get tested 
can you do a biopsy of this or can you diagnose me with it? A lot of the times in the beginning cases, like in the beginning, um, I don't know, days of your diagnosis, if you got diagnosed by a dermatologist, you're going to want a steroid cream. It's the only thing that's going to give you relief so you can sleep through the night without itching to death, right? I have, even now, I have a steroid ointment, um, but I rarely, rarely use it. I only use it in times of a severe reaction. Um, but I, I mean, in that first in that first little while, I was using it every day. And the immunosuppressant drug that I was getting, like it was an injection in my hip, it started like deforming my muscle tissue. I had a huge dent in my hip. So like there's things that you can do to mask the symptoms, but the ultimate number one way to take care of DH is to adhere to a strict gluten-free diet because this revolves around a severe gluten sensitivity or celiac disease. So I just want to make you aware that this is a continual problem that could be linked to your celiac disease if you are currently dealing with itchy skin, itchy mouth, itchy lips, um, bumps in between your fingers, on your knees, on your shins, um, even on your face. Like the, the people who submitted pictures, we have pictures of necks and faces and knees, forearms in between the fingers and some of them are really blistery and some of them are just straight just like red rashes and some are like really um, elevated and inflamed like everyone's look a little bit different Um, so I just want to help make you aware of another thing that could be related to the celiac disease I had a mom I actually am going to pull up the chat that I had with her on Instagram because she sent me some pictures and she um, shared kind of a story with me and I was so just like, wow, impressed that one, this mom took the, you know, took the bull by the horns, figured out the problem for her poor little baby. Like I'm talking, the baby isn't even one yet. And the baby has been diagnosed um, with this skin disorder. Um, but nobody ever told her <laughs> that she needed to go gluten-free. So let me see if I can find it because I want to read the chat that I had with her so that you guys can kind of get an idea of how to advocate for yourself. Okay, I found it. She said, my baby had had rash for months and nothing was helping. Somebody recommended removing gluten and within two weeks, the results were insane. We had to still keep him lotioned and CeraVe so his breakouts weren't so bad, but now the rash is almost non-existent. And she showed two side-by-side pictures. I'm going to post them. They're in my Instagram post about this podcast episode. You can swipe and see. It's just like a little baby. You can see the baby's like shoulders. Um, And she said, this is two weeks without gluten, a before and after. And I was like, that is absolutely incredible. Like, I'm so proud of you for like taking matters into your own hands. And she said, he's just been so, it's been so painful for him. So itchy. Um, I just feel so bad for anyone who deals with it. And I said, does your son have celiac disease Um, or, or did you just decide to take out the gluten just for the skin? She said, the problem is that no doctor ever suggested that he had gluten intolerance. So I took... So I took it out myself um, so that I wasn't prescribed another steroid for my baby. I went to get him tested and and since he hadn't had gluten for so long that they, they said that he would need to get a biopsy when he was one, but I wasn't interested in reintroducing gluten. Um, his skin has been so much, has been great for months. So I thought maybe we will try to give him a little bit of gluten and see if it was just a fluke. And then in parentheses, she said, which a dermatologist told me it would just be a fluke. After one piece of bread, he had the most horrible diapers and within an hour he was super upset and his stomach was 
and his diapers and his stomach was terrible the whole next day. So I can definitely tell there's for sure something going on more than just skin. And I said, way to be proactive and take matters into your own hands. Sometimes doctors aren't looking for the root cause. They're just looking to prescribe and help put a Band-Aid over the problem. Um, anyway, I just really appreciate those of you who wrote in and sent pictures to show what it actually looks like to deal with um, DH. And those of us who deal with DH, like, you know, we can't like control every situation. We can't live in a bubble either. Um, and we can't guarantee that we're not going to get glutened. Obviously, we do our best. We ask all the right questions. Sometimes we obviously bring our own food to things to keep ourselves safe. But I mean, even over Christmas, I got glutened. And um, I'm the pictures on that post of the neck is my neck. Um, I had a really bad breakout over the Christmas break. And it just showed itself all over my neck in like really dry, flaky patches that itched so bad, especially at night. Um, and then the, the tops of my eyelids, which is also extremely uncomfortable. Like it's just so uh, such uncomfortable places that these skin flare ups happen. And I can almost tell within, I don't know, a couple of hours of getting glutened, my skin will start to be irritated. It will start to itch. It will get red. I'll get the little tiny bumps that look almost like blisters. So um, I just want to bring awareness to this additional disease that is linked to gluten sensitivity and celiac disease. I hope this helps somebody and I hope this inspires somebody to go get checked um, and or to take more measures to make sure that you're following a strict gluten-free diet. If you need help with that, if you're feeling overwhelmed and if you feel like I this is too much for me to navigate or this is too overwhelming for me to know what how to read labels or what questions to ask, this is what my one-on-one coaching calls are for. They are for one-on-one time with me where I can answer every question and I can teach you everything that you need to know and give you resources. Um, that are going to help make the job of living with these diseases much easier. So um, the link will be in the show notes, but the link is also in my bio on Instagram and on TikTok to book a consultation. The consultation calls are $105. It's an hour long consultation call. But not only that, you will have access to me as your consultant forever. You will have my phone number. We can do additional calls if you need over the phone. Um, You're welcome to text me anytime if you have specific questions. Um, That's what I'm here for. I want to help because I didn't have the help and it sucked and I don't want it to suck for you guys. So if you or your child is struggling with celiac disease, invest in yourself, invest in proper education and invest in somebody who can coach you and help you and 100% relate to you because I live with these diseases. Um, I hope that you will tune in again next week for um, another episode about gluten-free education, celiac disease. I'm going to put a plug here for the Honey Health app. If you live with celiac disease and type 1 diabetes, the Honey Health app is the place you want to be if you're wanting resources and you're wanting education that's catered to living with both type 1 and celiac. Um, It's a super great app. It's a diabetes education app. It's not social media. It's an educated app. You join specific groups that you want to um, really dive into education from endocrinologists and education from um, life coaches who have type 1 diabetes, education from other type 1 diabetics. Um, And then my group specifically is called Gluten-Free and T1D and it's everything kind of revolving around what it is like to live with both, how to bolus for gluten-free foods, what what kind of gluten-free foods I eat, what I eat on a daily basis. Just another great place to be if you live with both diseases. Um, 
Anyway, I would absolutely love it if you could leave a podcast rating and a review on the Apple podcast or the Spotify podcast, wherever you listen. Um, Please give me a five-star rating. Please write a review. I would love to hear what you think about the podcast. I'm really looking forward to everything that the podcast will be bringing to you and your little ears Um, in 2024. I have really big goals and looking forward to serving the community. Um, Anyway, have a happy, happy new year, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a rating and a review. I would love to connect with you on my other social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok. My handle is at goodglutenfreegrub.